What's up, y'all? This is Joanna Smith coming at you live from the official McCray Zellner podcast. While this podcast has been made available to the public, this is also meant to be a safe space for minority students. The content discussed here does not necessarily reflect Covenant College's views. At the same time, we do hope that this podcast would be a place where students can freely voice their experiences as persons of color. Get some cookies and everybody wanna come along and we all here with friends and you you can sing along. This the Alright, 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 alright. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the conscience. I'm your one of your hosts, Joanna Smith, here with co uh, co hosts Lorette and Eric. Hey y'all. We got a special guest here today with us, Berto Dryden. Now tell us a little bit about yourself. Give the people a little something something. A little something something, okay. Well, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I uh, live in Woodstock, Georgia now. Um, I'm a senior here studying sociology. Um, right. I, don't, yeah, I don't think there's... That's a little something, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a little something, something. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, as you all know, we always start off with a question. Absolutely. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. If we start what? out with a question... Oh, okay. Me, I think I have one. Oh, I yeah, have okay. One. All right, now, like, I was just thinking about this the other day, you know. If you had to, like physically be rock, paper, or scissors for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, no. oh that's oh, easy, my. easy. I'll be a rock, because you got to hold it down. B-O-P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come on. Oh, Come on. Dang, you took an L. it down for a real. Oh, I mean, me God. personally, you know, I'm all about my paper, so you know what I'm about. <laughs> you already know. Uh-uh. Nah, that ain't it. Well, I ain't trying to be scissors, so. <laughs> That's weird. I'll just be paper. Lorette? <laughs> well, I watched Us, so I'm okay with being scissors, actually. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, We're God. not going to get into uh, I haven't seen Us. I don't want to, I, my ears are I'm closed. sorry. I don't want closed. to spoil it all for right. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Enough about us. Let's let's talk about this podcast. This is our final episode of the season and that is crazy. That what is an crazy. accomplishment. What a what a time to be alive. Yeah. We come a long way. Yeah. And I want to give a couple of shout-outs before we even start the podcast. First is first person we all of us really want to thank is Naira Johnson. Thank yeah. you. Thank She's you, our thank producer, you. y'all, and she the makes goat. sure that we <laughs> stay on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of this would have been possible without Naira and um, her leadership mm-hmm. and all the advertising that you see, everything that happens. She always she facilitates so much for Mastermind. us. I mean, even I mean, even the content. She challenges yeah. us inside of 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 our recording and questioning mm-hmm. what we say and what we believe and why we really saying what yeah. we say. Yeah. And that is so important for a truthful mm-hmm. and honest podcast. Yeah. Um, the second person we want to thank is David Seaton. Yeah. The music, everything that you guys hear, like he has worked so hard on that and he has given his time freely to do those things right. for us, which is so great. And he's yeah. a current student here, so yeah. like that yeah. that's a big that's a big time commitment. It's a big time. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate you, David. And yeah. lastly, I definitely wanna thank the founder and trailblazer, former Craze owner, 
Berto Dryden, who is That's here right. with us right That's now. That's right. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Um, Berto, what was your vision for McCray's? Like, I, I, I know that you probably could not have imagined this, or maybe uh, you did. I mean, I definitely didn't imagine a podcast. You know, you know, when I first came in, I transferred in my sophomore year, and um, just being a predominantly white space, you know, mm-hmm. it can be challenging at times. And I yeah. just wanted something for the black students to have something like a safe space where you could have safe conversations because. Um, there's certain there's certain topics where it's hard to have with um, just um, other people outside your race. So you know, I just want to create a safe space. What does this podcast mean to you, and um, how it's affected you as a black student here? Uh, it's definitely like like I said before. I, I didn't imagine like having a podcast, you know, right. uh, a part of the McCray Zelda project. So um, this is definitely nice. It gives uh, it's just another platform. It's just a platform for. Uh, the black students uh, just to have their voice, you know, mm-hmm. just let their opinions uh, be heard. Mm-hmm. And it lets them, like, interact mm-hmm. with uh, the student body. Like, you start conversations that um, the student body wouldn't uh, think to have, you know, That's or, or be comfortable wow. and just gives them an opportunity just to interact with the student body. That's right. But I didn't envision having a podcast because that was actually your idea. So, like, I don't want mm-hmm. you to give me all the credit <laughs> for that. That was all you. Uh, so thank uh, you for that. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember in the summer I was trying to think of things that I wanted to do for my SIP topic, actually, mm-hmm. and this came up, and I remember FaceTiming Naira, and we were talking about it, and um, I decided to do my SIP on something else, but we, I think the vision of actually doing a podcast in general became um, really contagious, and we decided to talk to Sarah Kondo and others and get that ball rolling. Yeah, so. That's good, that's good. Um, what impact have you seen this podcast make um, this last semester, Berto? I mean, this podcast has definitely sparked conversations. Um, mm-hmm. I see, I hear students having certain conversations, uncomfortable conversations, which is mm-hmm. good. Um, and I just think, like, I've seen that happen. And you, I can see interactions through social media um, mm-hmm. yeah. with uh, with students talking about certain conversations. Um and it also, like, I feel like this podcast, starting this podcast and showing people, like, this is an avenue that people can take to, like, mm-hmm. have their, get their voice out. I definitely see this being something that sparks other things on campus. Right. Like, maybe the, um, the international students want to have something mm-hmm. and uh, they, they see this happening and they feel like, oh, they can get their voice out and mm-hmm. do Empowering uh, and, other students. And, yeah, yeah, so, you know, yeah. like... They I know they have the space to do it now. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. like... I mean, when I first got here, I definitely didn't think I could have, like, a, like mm-hmm. a podcast or something. So this is definitely powerful. Yeah. And um, it feels natural, too, from our, the first, when Covenant had its first MLK Day, and we did the panel with you, me, and Naira. Like, who knew, like, that ha- that happening then mm-hmm. would take place? And then having a podcast to be able to continue that sort of conversation and dialogue in the same vein is right, like really right. crazy and awesome. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it makes you... Um, wonder what what's coming next because it seems like there's this progression right yeah. where you know we're doing more and bigger things and so yeah. that makes me excited mm-hmm. for the future these yeah. are exciting times yeah. um thank you so much berto yeah, thank you um, yeah, for, thank you berto for everything that you've done um for african-american students here and thank you for being willing to talk on the podcast today anytime anytime yeah. thank you for having me thank you for having yeah. me well, we know uh, that you have to go, but um, is there any last words you'd like to say? 
Uh, yeah. Um, one, I just want to thank you guys. You know, like you guys have definitely taken something that I started to another place that I didn't think it, I didn't imagine it can be. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I said before, like having this podcast um, is something I didn't see. Um, I could only imagine what's going to be in the future. Um, you guys are, have done an outstanding job leading. Uh, I know you've been. You've been leading, Marcus. Dorsey's been leading. Uh, shout out to Marcus. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys because like this has been very impactful. Um, it has impacted a lot of students. Um, some students that you probably won't even know that it impacted. But um, yeah, I just want to really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So the topic of this week's episode is what can I do? But before we can even talk about any of that. I think it's important to take a look at where we've come from this semester. So in case you've forgotten, let's take a trip down memory lane. First, there was being black in a predominantly white space. Uh Africa is a continent and not a country. And so when we talk about it and we say, do you have this in Africa? It's like, in Africa where? Then the next podcast was Dating at Covenant. Um, and so there's definitely like legitimate systems at work in our culture yeah. and society that affect how we interpret, analyze, and internalize beauty and attraction. Yeah. And then we had the N-word. Do not use it. <laughs> <laughs> but hear me again. Do again. not use it. Should we all say it in unison? Yes. All right. One, One two, three. Do not use it. (laughs) And finally, we had concerning colorism. To be like, hey, you know, your beauty standards might have been influenced by (laughs) colonialism. Like, it's like, (laughs) what? (laughs) (laughs) Those were great moments. Those were awesome. Um, All right, so getting back to the topic of what can I do? Um... So when it comes to uh, our white brothers and sisters asking this question of what can they do, I, I think it's, it's important to start first with the distinction between guilt and conviction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think some of this is stemming from that. It's okay to feel guilty, but it is not okay for you to stay there. That is an right. unhealthy place. Right. Yeah. Guilt should lead to conviction, which then will lead to action. Um, so... One example is creating dialogue in your own spaces. Mm. Mm. Um, Another one is going to events that promote racial unity and peace. Mm. Another one is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that means like maybe immersing yourself in places where they're talking about things that you don't understand, but you're you're there to listen. So that is going going back to that of going to events um, that promote racial unity. But also being willing to go um, outside of covenant and go down the mountain or into other places where they where they are promoting social justice, mm. right? And I think with this mention of social justice, I think it's important to make the distinction that social justice isn't some like it. It's not something that is for radicals. It's not like a conservative or right. liberal thing. Right. It's not yeah. a Democrat or Republican Republican mm. thing. It's something we're called to. Mm. Um, It's something that is in the gospel Mm -hmm. for us to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you would, I mean, just a little point on that. Um, 
it it really is a matter of dignity mm. um, when mm -hmm. we're talking about racial issues. And so, you know, in that mindset of um, loving our neighbor as ourself, um, right. when someone else's dignity is in question, um, then we should, you know, do whatever is in our capacity to help, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Um, and considering that we are at Covenant and this is a predominantly white space, um, we do understand that a lot of times um, people do have all white friend groups. Yeah. They're coming from all white context. Um, and this is really hard. And I, I understand the question of uh, should our brothers and sisters, our white brothers and sisters feel guilty for this and confused about all this because they can't, in some ways, can't help where they're raised. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, right. So how would you guys, how do you feel like you would respond to that? I, I think, honestly, I think that's okay. I think um, it's it's like if you, you can't help where you grew up. If you grew up in Vermont and you grew up in a private school that was all predominantly white spaces, your friend group was all predominantly white friends, like, that isn't something that you should feel bad about, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, doesn't make you a racist. No, yeah, it definitely you... doesn't make you a racist. Yeah. Right. yeah. But it's admitting to those, to those biases that we all intention, like, that we all have. Right. Yeah. It's, it's implicit, like, that just because you have, you're in these white, white spaces, that doesn't give you the excuse to now ignore you yes. know, the biases that yes. you might have accumulated in these spaces. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. now this is your chance to, okay, I've grown up in this environment. I know I have. I'm not going to feel bad about it, yeah. but I do need to now recognize mm -hmm. that, yeah. oh, I've come to understand a way of seeing the world that is different from a different culture, a different group, and now mm -hmm. I need to work a little bit, read up, you know, have conversations about these things that are happening in mm -hmm. other communities. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, in light of what the two of you said, I even think that it would be important for, you know, anyone listening to just like take a few steps back, really, and start mm -hmm. there. Start with, do I have um, biases? And mm -hmm. admit that because right. we all do. Mm -hmm. um, and and admitting that doesn't make you racist either. Just right. admit that, exactly. okay, I may have grown up in a space exactly. that has thought a certain way and there are systems around me that are um, perpetuating a certain way of thought. And mm -hmm. so even for us here, I, I, and I'm sure you guys have had to have right, this conversation right. with yourselves, is yeah. you know, what are some ways that um, I have been influenced by my environment? Right. And what are mm -hmm. my biases? And, and I think that um, even talking about being in a predominantly um, white space or only having white friends, you know, right. that also doesn't mean, okay, let me go seek out a person of color. Yes, right. You that know, is um, that is dangerous because now you are tokenizing right. this person of color um, who now has to bear the mm -hmm. burden of not only being your. Um, you know, black friend, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, black you know, but also now having to be a representation mm -hmm. of an entire, um, 
community. A community yeah. that is so diverse exactly. in and of itself. And right. so, yeah. you know, having one black friend is not sufficient to break out mm-hmm. of that white ghetto. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it's it's more than that. It's, it's seeking to understand um, the culture and... and, mm-hmm. and Seeking to immerse yourself in different environments right. that are not predominantly white. I mean, in the same way that I, as a male, have to continually recognize the biases that I have mm-hmm. as a male in a in a patriotic mm-hmm. patriarchic society. I said mm-hmm. that wrong, but mm-hmm. um, like I have to continually have conversations and do research and learn and confront those. Yes. especially being on Covenant's campus and being on a hall full of guys. You know, you have to continually recognize, like, how do I treat my women in Christ well? Like, yeah. my sisters in Christ well. Yeah. And that's the same idea. Yeah. And we're not, we're not saying that you cannot go out and pursue friends of different races. Yes. That is not what we're saying. Yes. We are saying that before you can do that, you have to at first look yourself in the mirror and say, do I have implicit biases? Mm. What those are. And be aware of them as you move into relationships with people mm. of different right. ethnicities. Because it is, like Mourette was saying, you if you don't, you run the danger of hurting that person and mm-hmm. putting more pressure on them as, a, as that friend of yours of a different ethnicity than need be. Mm. Okay, so what about this? What if someone says, and I kind of hear this a lot, and they're like, I've listened... I listen to the podcast. I don't say the N word. I, you know, I go to every event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I deleted Kanye West out of my playlist. <laughs> what, what if, you know, oh I've done gosh. all this, but now I'm tired. What if I'm tired of talking about race? Like I'm just tired of hearing about. it. I'm tired of talking about it. You know what? You know what? What do you have for me? Well, if, well, what comes to mind honestly is. You're tired of talking, but how much are you doing? Mm, um, that's, that's a deep woo! question. <laughs> Fire emoji. Um, and and I'm, to be honest, talk is cheap. It is. On, it is really now. easy to you say all this stuff now. and to not really do anything. But the thing is, is that Chattanooga is right there. There is no excuse mm-hmm. to not be a part of that community. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse to not promote social justice. Right. Mm-hmm. It is a gospel kingdom-minded concept. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. if you're sitting here talking, that's really great. Keep those conversations up. But to keep your energy up, you also have to take that talking and do the walking. Mm, right. Take that talking because and you do wouldn't the say walking. As Christians, we wouldn't say anytime the opportunity, you know, like somebody's like, who is Jesus? Like, we even say, oh, I'm tired of talking about Jesus. I'm tired right. of preaching the gospel. Yeah. And yeah. social justice isn't the gospel, but it's a clear part of a whole gospel. Mm-hmm. Like, this, it's not a minor part. Mm-hmm. We see from Scripture that Jesus treats and loves people of all different kinds, mm-hmm. of all different yeah. races. Mm-hmm. And he is he has not forgotten any of us. Mm-hmm. We're all made in the Imago yeah. Day. That's and right. it's, it's also just... It's not exhaustive, right. you know, so it's not like, okay, you know, I've done all those things that Eric has listed. We're done. You right, know, I've, right. I've done my part. Right. It's, it's a continual conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not, I mean, sincerely speaking, we're not going to end racism right. with one conversation. Exactly. It's going to so, feel, I think it's going to feel just like all issues as Christians. It's going to feel like we're fighting a losing battle. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. We have to fight. 
Yeah. We can't give up and say, yeah. okay, we'll just wait till the Lord comes back. No, we need to struggle and fight until the very end when God says, well done, my child. You, That's right. Like, we have to fight, fight for Fight the you. good fight. Yes, no matter what. No matter yeah. what. It's going to feel tired. We're going to feel exhausted. We're going to be like, there will be some days where, like, I just can't do this. But that's, it's not about us. It's yeah. about God. Yeah. It's about the gospel. Yeah. It's, about it's about who mm-hmm. Jesus it's is in our lives, right. not about that's us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and even for us as um, people of color, I mean, it gets tiring for us too, you know? It's right. not like yeah. we particularly enjoy having to have hard conversations yeah. all <laughs> the time. Right. But it also, like, it's a part of our reality, our everyday mm, lives. Right. And so it's not necessarily a choice for us. And I guess that there are people that can choose to ignore this, right. you know, and live as if, you know, all the microaggressions and everything around them is not happening. But mm. it's hard for us to, to right. have to always have mm. those conversations. Mm. But it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. And we are given, the Bible makes it clear that we are given tools to continue yes. to fight. Right. We are not relying on our own strength. Exactly. Yes. We are relying on the power yes. of the Lord. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for the Lord and what he's done right. for yeah. us. Yeah. And the Bible makes it clear that every tribe, tongue, and nation will be Amen. represented in heaven. And we should be... Advocates for that as while we are here on earth. Mm, yeah. That's a chapel yeah. talk. And in, and even in those moments <laughs> that we do feel tired and it's human because it is an emotionally taxing conversation, there are also promises in the Bible for things like that, that God is calling us to cast our burdens onto him because he cares right. or to come boldly to the throne of grace um, because we will receive mercy and grace right. in Amen. time of need. Amen. You know that the Ooh. Bible says, be anxious about nothing, Amen. but in Amen. all things, in prayer and supplication, bring your requests unto the Ooh. Lord. And Amen. so this is not a battle of flesh. And, you know, and we don't have to see it that way. The word of God is telling us that we can seek refuge and refreshment for those times that are hard mm-hmm. right but that jesus also never said it would be easy Amen. and so we also shouldn't Amen. be seeking out comfort and and being comfortable that's not that's not even who christ was that's and right. his death mm-hmm. wasn't comfortable right. and so we can't ever be like oh this is so burdensome i'm not gonna engage in it no <laughs> the bible says <laughs> right that when it is finish. hard we are not alone that god does not allow temptation to overcome us that we cannot handle and so i wow. think that um we like as Christians. That's a good way to see it. That's a good framework when approaching yeah. this issue. Did y'all major in biblical studies? Because that was fire. That was <laughs> oh crazy. Gosh. Stop. That was crazy. I think that is a perfect <laughs> note to end on for our last episode of this season. Wow. That is crazy. Woo. And before you know, we go. I think you guys should say some last words. This is your last episode. You are graduating. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Oh, my goodness. This semester has flown by. What do you guys have to say to the people? Well, I want to – it's been a great honor for me to be a part of this project, be a part of the very first um, Mm -hmm. 
McRae Zellner podcast or any podcast mm. um, at Covenant College to be a part of a platform that empowers minorities, specifically um, black students here at Covenant. And so that I could be a part of that to me is a great honor. Mm. Um, and it has been a major learning experience um, and also just a lot of fun. I wish people could see what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> An hour before we start recording, there's a lot of laughter. You mean and... five hours before <laughs> You're we start right. recording. It's more like five. We're like, we're going to start recording at seven. And then we only start Nine at 11. <laughs> but, you know, that moment and being able to share that um, with you guys has been a great honor. So thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Um and for being gracious. Hey, thanks to for us. that Thank Academy Award winning speech. <laughs> Joe, you got any closing words? Man, um, Lorette put it beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, being a part of something as, as powerful as um, giving voice to students of color, mm. um, it has been an honor and a privilege to mm. be a part of this and super humbling. Um, and I, my hope and prayer is that. This continues to grow yes. and become something um, really influential on campus as it's already becoming. Um, but I am so excited for the future and um, I'm so excited to see where mm. uh, the Lord will take McCray Zoner as well as other uh, multicultural clubs um, and this and Covenant College as a whole. Yeah. Wow. Hey, thank you, Joe. And as for me, Hey, catch us for the next season, season two, fall two thousand right. That's gonna be crazy. All right, so let's do this one more time, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, making this all possible. The conscience is out. Peace. Peace.